We hope you enjoy this podcast. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today. Lord, I thank you for your word. I ask God every word out of my mouth to be your words and not mine in Jesus' name. I don't want to preach tonight. I want you to preach tonight. So, God, I ask for you to take over. Let every fiber of my being, every fiber of my being, be overtook by your presence, your glory right now in Jesus' name. And I ask God that you speak through me tonight in Jesus' name. And uh, as I was getting ready for this service, I had two services this week, and one is, is tomorrow night. And God gave me a sermon for that, talking about the mercy seat. Hallelujah. And I thought, well, that's awesome. Hallelujah. And then he says, now, Collinsville, that's we're going to have to deal with something. I'm like, well, praise God. Isn't that nice? Hallelujah. I always got to deal with something in this area for some reason. I get to preach about glory in one area and get to preach about uh, dealing with some demonic realm in another area. But how many know sometimes there's things not on the surface in Scripture, but it's underneath that, that you need to dig for, hallelujah, to find some nuggets. And, and God said there's a certain giant that we need to deal with in the realm of the Spirit. And uh, only God can have orchestrated the divine release that's taking place right now. I mean, it's, am it's amazing, hallelujah, just to be able to, all that's going on right now and all that's coming forth right now, it would have never come forth if God didn't rearrange everything. I mean, it's like a, it's like a chess game that just got a whole lot of new pieces on it. Hallelujah. And how many know sometimes God is a fun ride? Hallelujah. He changes it up a little bit. Just when you think you know where you're going, that's whenever he puts one of those forks in the road and says, hey, we're going this way now. And I'm telling you, this is the most exciting time of my life. And the Lord, he's, he's honored our obedience, and he has released power and anointing to set the captives free, to impart seeds of destiny to those that have come in this time. But at the same time, the enemy's on the warpath. How many believe that? The enemy's on the warpath. Because the church is still afflicted. In some way, shape, or form, we have physical problems in the church that doesn't belong. We have conditions of the mental realm, uh, uh, emotional disorders, all kinds of things that are connected to this spirit I'm going to talk about tonight. And I'm telling you, it, it's all in the church. And that's not where it belongs. If the people that say that, that Jesus has already paid the price for everything that we have to, and we don't have to worry about it anymore, I believe, let me go ahead and clarify, I believe Jesus paid the price for everything. I do believe that. But to say that it's already, you know, we've already got all the benefits of that, that's, that's just foolish, you know. And uh, uh, if somebody says, well, I never have to mess with the devil, I never have to mess with the demon, well, maybe you're not going the right direction. A demon's not going to try to trip you up if you're going the wrong direction. Come on, and if you're getting a lot of the body of Christ convinced that the demonic is nothing to worry about, well, guess what? You're just helping, helping the cause. Hallelujah. So, uh, but, but I want to keep going because the problem is, is I, you know, I just watched these videos this week. They stir me up. When I watch something and I hear preachers preaching something that's just not right, it gets me upset. I'm going to go to the live service and have a conversation with them. 
say, what are you doing? You know, and, and there's too many preachers out there. And, and just because a preacher says it from a nice little podium doesn't mean it's right. Too many people just receive anything a minister has to say. I remember one time before I get into my sermon, uh, I, I was in a service and the woman was preaching. And she was an awesome preacher. I really, I really respected her. And I really thought that she was really something. I was just, I would hang on every word. That's the problem, is I was hanging on every word. And one time she said something I didn't like. She said, Jesus had an evil side. So all of a sudden, my response, she didn't like. And I was the only, me, myself and one other person was the only people in the entire crowd that was in a disagreement with what she just said. She began to challenge that. Don't shake your head to me, children of God. It's true. Well, guess what? That's a lie. The, the pastor of that church agreed with the preacher. Come on. Hallelujah. We presented it to her, and she said, well, what about this scripture? Jesus said, if this cup may not pass from me, I'll drink. That's evil. For Jesus to say, is there another way? Come on. But I'll still do it. That's not evil. That's not an evil side. But she was just trying to grasp her straws. So I, I began to tell her, I said, well, with this kind of thing coming forth from the pulpit, I got to leave. You're not going to correct it. I got to go. And uh, so, so we left. And it was about uh, months later. I, I, we stayed in good relationship with her. We went back to that church. And all kinds of things had opened up after we left. But guess what? Because of us relaying some things, the pastor began to hear. Wasn't hearing, but now hears. And uh, so the pastor ended up having to get her out of the pulpit. And it all came from she read a book. It wasn't this book. It was a book about this book with a little bit of, mm. come on. A little bit of wrong stuff, and just because somebody said it. You know, that's one thing in my books. I, what I'm trying to do, because I don't like when I see it in other books, is when they put a part scripture in there just to make you believe that that's what it means. I hate that. So I put the whole scripture in there, some that you don't even really need probably, just to get it all out there. Come on, read it, look at it, and think about it. Why? Because it's not, I want it all in content of exactly what God meant. I don't want just a piece of the truth so I can bend it a little bit. Come on. But the reason I'm doing saying some of this is because there's something going on in the realm of the demonic that, that, that we are dealing with as a church, especially right now. And one of our first enemies that I want to address is the enemy of fear. And this enemy is connected to one Goliath. Come on. And I believe that even though Goliath was uh, a real character, he was a character, all right? He was one real character that David did slay. He was a giant. He was a physical giant. That's true. But with everything that happens in the Bible many times, there's a spiritual aspect and a spirit and a power behind that realm. 
that, that entity, that person, that individual. The same goes with a lot of things in the Bible. Leviathan that goes and, and is in the ocean and is doing things. There is a spirit behind that. There's some revelation behind that. And we need to understand that if there's a deeper realm that we need to understand, we need to understand it. And the first thing Goliath would usually try to do, it wasn't his stature. It wasn't his size. It was to bring fear upon people. Come on. And there's some things associated with fear we're going to get into. Now, understand, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a, a demon chaser. Come on. Hallelujah. I've had my share of casting out devils. Hallelujah. That's a real deal. I've seen it. I've, I've, I've walked in it for many years. And, but at the same time, there's a whole lot of aspect to where you don't have to hunt for it. Sometimes God brings you into it. Hallelujah. I would rather re- preach about glory and faith and excitement and all that good stuff. But every once in a while, you've got to deal with something hard. Hallelujah. Come on, but we need it. Hallelujah. Uh, the, the, this spirit of fear is keeping many saints from entering into the calling and purpose they have. Come on. And over, over the years, uh, people have, have been experiencing the fear of failure. Let's put it all out there. Inhibiting them from exercising their spiritual gifts and working in obedience and the holy faith. Come on. Hallelujah. There's so much fear and intimidation coming from the realm of the spirit that that is keeping a lot of people from fulfilling that which they're called to do. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's get ready. Just got a leaky window. Don't worry about it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, some are overcome with all kinds of fear of, of dread concerning their marriage. Come on. Physical, emotional, spiritual well-being. Some people have fear of sickness and illness and all kinds of things. We start feeling this or that. We start thinking, well, mama had that or dad had that. That's a demonic realm. Come on. The enemy, wants, sometimes you get scared about something. How many know that it's almost like it opened the door for the enemy to get you? Hallelujah. I used to have a real problem. Every time somebody sneezed around me, I'm like, I'm going to get it. Come on. Whatever they got, I'm going to get it. Sometimes a sneeze is a sneeze. Hallelujah. It's not always some kind of disease. Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, we as a body of Christ have had all all this fear of of all these realms have opened up in in the church. And that is really stopping and blocking us from fulfilling all that God has for us. Now, others are struggling struggling with insecurity. Now, sometimes it's even financial well-being and future that they're insecure about. Come on. Well, you turn, tune in the, to the media, they'll tell you Social Security's about done. Come on, what are we going to do when it's done? Well, my Bible talks about us not not having to worry. The birds don't have to worry about what they're going to eat or drink. I don't know about you, but the birds look pretty plump during the high gas prices. Come on. They don't have a problem. They get provision. And so that's, what I want, that's what I want us all to think about is every time God, uh, uh, the enemy and, and this world raises the prices on things, that's just going to be more blessing than we're supposed to receive. Because God has to take care. Hallelujah. Come on. Now, all those are legitimate concerns, but understand 
God takes care of us. We don't have to fear. We don't have to be so consumed by these things. What I'm, what I'm, what I'm doing this tonight for is to give us revelation. To break the assignment, break the, the battle, break the struggle. That's what's going to break us free. Hallelujah. Let's go ahead and go to 1 Peter. Hallelujah. We're going to look at this couple of scripture tonight. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. We love you so much, God. God is such a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember when I was just young in the Lord, and, and I was very young in the Lord, and God said that he wanted me to preach on something, and I was like, uh, it was seducing spirits. I was like, God, I'm like a first-year Bible student, you know, fresh out, of, fresh out of training and getting ready for some things, and you're wanting me to preach about a seducing spirit in one of my first opportunities. Come on. So I went into this church, and I preached about it, and I had an altar call, and 100% of the church came up. How many know sometimes God knows what he's talking about? Hallelujah. First Peter 5, uh, verse 6 and 7, Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you at the proper time, casting all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. How many want to cast all your cares upon him? Everything that you have, just cast it upon him tonight. Hallelujah. All your fears, all your intimidations. Why? Because it's a, it's a monster. Fear can tear you up on the inside with all kinds of different things. I mean, sometimes when the bills show, start showing up, I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to have to have a miracle offering. Hallelujah. Praise God. Understand there's a whole lot God's getting ready to do in the church. And the enemy and a spirit of fear is trying to stop us. Come on. Hallelujah. Pastors get consumed with it sometimes. Come on. Hallelujah. That's, and I'm not saying all pastors, but I, I have met pastors who tiptoe around the big tithers. Why? Because they're their provider. But remember, he's your provider. Hallelujah. There's so many times I went after the big tithers. I'm like, I'm not going to fear that thing. I've even had tithers tell me, well, you're going to have to show me all your stuff because I tithe big money here at church. It's like, I don't have to show you nothing. You tithe here by faith. Come on. Well, I give you $1,000 a week. You better give me your books. It's like, you ain't getting my books for a million dollars a week. Hallelujah. Come on. And, uh, and the reason is, is so many, so many, the enemy tries to get us consumed by this fear that something's going on in the financial realm all the time. Hallelujah. Now, the Holy Spirit has made it clear that the main thing that the entire body of Christ and must be applied on is a corporate level. I'm talking about this, this thing that we are dealing with needs to be applied on a corporate level. All of us need this broke off in some way or another. The enemy is seeking to amplify. Here's what the enemy is very good at, amplifying and overemphasizing. Come on. Now, these areas, and what it does is paralyze and neutralize the local church. Come on. Exaggeration. Sometimes the enemy can make it pretty big. You know, God can do something to bring provision like that. I mean, it's amazing. Hallelujah. But the enemy can get us all stirred up within a moment. 
I mean stirred up in such a stir, such a stir of fear and intimidation, like, oh, man, that bill's big. Hallelujah. Now, I remember whenever we was in this little bitty house. This house was 1,200 square feet of use, very small shotgun house, and we had church in it. I didn't care if we had the power on 80 degrees during the winter and 100, you know, it didn't matter. I mean, we could heat that thing, and it was still 200 or less every month for the utility. And then we get this 11,500 square foot building. Come on. And we get in there in January. That's when we bought the place. We walk in there. We turn on the heat. We start cranking it everywhere. We start trying to get it comfortable in there. We get our first bill, and it's $1,500. Hallelujah. Come on. So we try to turn it down. We try to make adjustments, not use certain sections of the building. The next month, it was about $2,500. First month was not a complete month. Oh, Jesus. That's what I said. Oh, Jesus. Talk about a spirit of fear. I mean, I started getting concerned. Hallelujah. When you start to see in the natural, that's the problem, the natural that the bills are bigger than your income doesn't matter how much you saved come on now within a, a matter of time we went into that building we probably had five six thousand dollars in the bank after getting in the building come on that's blessed hallelujah i call that blessed and but even at that rate that kind of power bill can take that right out real quick hallelujah when you bring in about seven hundred eight hundred dollars a month and you're paying that much just in your utilities, it starts to bring this intimidation of a demonic realm. And I start thinking, well, we're going to have to downsize. We're going to have to shut this down. We're going to have to go back into a, a little house. And I started looking and different things. I started fearing. Come on. That's what it is. It's fear. It, what it is, it's over-exaggeration and amplifying that which is bad. It makes it seem worse than it really is. Come on. Hallelujah. See, God, he could bring in just one tither, and it could take care of a whole lot. Come on. He could send money in the mail, and, and it could take care of a whole lot. There's so many times that I have gone from place to place, and I've ministered, and they take up the offering, and it's $50, and it cost me probably 200 to get there. I'm like, well, praise God. I'm a man of faith. Hallelujah. Come on. Faith on the way there, faith on the way home. Hallelujah, I guess no fast food for me on the way home. Hallelujah. But I have to buy me a hot dog and go for it. And I've had to do that as a minister. And then I get home and the mail comes on Monday. And there's a $1,000 check in the mail from somebody who doesn't even come to my meetings. God works in mysterious. That's what my Bible says, mysterious ways. I have never figured him out. I can preach about the glory. I can talk about the glory. I can write books about it. But I still don't know him. I haven't got him figured out. He is amazing. But he can provide for you at any instant. And the enemy of that amplifying and over overemphasizing things, it, it will paralyze you. It gets us to a place, oh, oh, my. Come on. Now, understand, it doesn't matter. Even when you get a diagnosis, Come on. Doctor can tell you something straight to your face. Well, you got this. That can mess you up. You're like, 
Well, if he says, I got it, I got it, right? Come on, hallelujah, whose report you're going to believe? Come on, sometimes the report might look like that in the flesh, but guess what? The report in the spirit is a whole nother thing. In the report that I believe is I'm healed. Come on, it might not be manifested right now sometimes, but guess what? It will be. And I'm telling you, that's what the enemy does. He overdoes this, and he raises us up to a level that we get concerned about all this stuff. Now, we are also seeing this take place in the secular arena throughout our nation right now. Come on. It's the world. They're fearing it, too. Come on, I just put $20 in my, in my tank. Tonight, I got a quarter of a tank. Hallelujah, praise God. I'll be able to get home. Hallelujah. Understand, the economy has this Goliath over it right now. It's a spirit of fear about all this stuff, whether it's Social Security, whether it's income tax, and whether it's house insurance, and all the bills, and, and every time we get a power bill, come on, everybody's trying to get a windmill or, or, you know, or some kind of thing to make our house heat. Come on, everybody's trying to get something. Get these infrared heaters, get something, hallelujah, put tin foil in your windows. I mean, we're all trying to figure out a way to cut back. We're canning ham, we're canning turkey, come on. I know a guy cans turkey, eats it four months later. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. But it's all kinds of things. People are doing it to, because they're freaking out. This one woman, she won't get rid of newspaper just in case. She has to heat her house with newspaper. How many know that ain't going to last long? <laughs> Hallelujah. But I'm telling you, over and over and over again, we get so consumed. We gotta, we're doing this. People are boxing up and buying all this big barrels of food just in case a tornado comes through here. Now, guess what? There's some disasters. God's even spoke. It's going to happen. And it's going to restore a fear of the Lord back into the church. But understand, he takes care of his kids, and I'm his kid. Come on. Hallelujah. The reason I'm saying all this is because it's time for this realm to be broken, this spirit realm. So let's talk a little bit about Goliath. The Holy Spirit has shown. Uh, it shows us how the enemies. Uh, are strategically amplified in this hour to attempt to prohibit the birthing of God's purpose. Come on, this spirit can prevent the birth of God's purposes. Come on, hallelujah. It's hard to take a leap of faith when you're scared. Come on, whether, no matter what, if there's some kind of fear in you somewhere, it can be a, a, a scary thing to take any leap of faith. Come on. When God said go, hallelujah, to me from that other ministry, understand the word go was not a, something that I was real uh, inclined to like. Now, understand, I knew God was getting ready to remove me. I knew God was getting ready to send me out. But at the same time, I had a good paycheck. Come on. And it came every time I needed it. And understand, I had buildings. I had houses. I had cars. Come on. Hallelujah. And understand, if I walk away from that, I'm going to have a van without anything else. Hallelujah. And uh, so I was like, oh, my God, you tell me go at this time in my life. 
Now understand, whenever I went, I was to the point to where I didn't even have to cash checks for months because I didn't need them. Come on. I don't know about you, but I even get a rebate check from the power company for $7. I cash that thing the very next day. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. I mean, I, I, I make sure I take care of those things. Hallelujah. But, but it's, it, when God says go, fear and all this thing could have stopped me from doing exactly what I did. Now, let me say this. I'm going to go ahead and be honest with you. All that I've had to do in the last six months of my life, would I have done it if I knew all that I would have to go through and some of the reputation attacks that I've received? I don't know. But at the same time, when God tells you to go, you've got to take a leap of faith. It doesn't matter if there is fear. Come on. It doesn't matter if there is intimidation. Because I guarantee you, whatever you do in him, it's going to be right. In the end, it's going to be right. Now, this is similar to the circumstances I believe Israel discovered in, in 1 Samuel 17. In the prophetic scenario, and I'm, I, that's what I believe I like to refer to, is the adversary once again sent out his Goliath to contend with the armies of God. Isn't that right? And this was a champion. How many believe that? Goliath was their champion. Come on. And it was in, in, in this, the champion, the enemy army, was named Fear. Come on, this enemy, Goliath, was named Fear. Come on, we think of the slingshot and this big giant and this little man knocks him down, and we think, oh, that's just a fun story. And it's over, and it's done. But how many know there's still fear? There's still intimidation. There's a whole lot of that demonic realm still here, and I believe it's a spirit behind Goliath. Come on. And understand, in, in this, uh, the, this is, was a conqueror sent to antagonize and ridicule the armies of God with fear. The first thing this giant would do was taunt. Come on. And go after with words. Now, 2 Timothy 1.7, we all probably know this scripture, but I'm going to say it anyway. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of love, and of a sound mind. I'm telling you, we don't have a spirit of fear. We are not to have a spirit of fear. Why is this spirit of fear trying to consume the church? Because we're not supposed to have it? That's one of the main things. The enemy's always trying to give us something we're not supposed to have. And I'm telling you, this intimidation and all kinds of destruction this enemy's been bringing for a long time. And that's another reason why the church hasn't broke out in revival. Because we start fearing. How are people going to react? They're rolling on the floor. Come on. Manifestations. Oh, my. Oh. Hallelujah. There's a guy that I know that he's kind of uh, been a major supporter in my ministry. Uh, both my old ministry and now my new ministry. Hallelujah. He's been a major supporter. And uh, uh, during this time, uh, he, he has gone to churches and different things. And uh, he was going to a church recently because we don't have Sunday morning services yet. But so he was going to this church and they pretty much told him, they came up to him because he is not a quiet man. You know, they worship and preach about the blood or anything. He starts getting excited. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, he starts letting them, let them know that he's in agreement. 
Come on, if we're worshiping, he'll be like, hey, yeah, glory. And so he's loud about it. Now, understand, whether you're quiet or loud, it doesn't matter. He is a man, he is of passion. So the, so, the, the, so the leadership came up to him, and this is what he told me, and, and pretty much told him, uh, we want your tithe, we want your offering, but we don't want you to react the way that you do. Come on. So guess what? Hallelujah. He's done. Hallelujah. And then he became a covenant partner with me. Hallelujah. Praise God. And I'm telling you, it, it, we need to understand. And I'm telling you, it's the churches, we freak out. People get loud. The tithers might not like it. Calm down. Come on. Manifestations. Oh, what are we going to do with that? Hallelujah. I've been in services where the demons start manifesting and the pastors are like, get out of here. Don't you think we need to see that? I don't know about you, but we need to stop pushing them behind the closed doors and see it right there in the front. What if they start puking and stuff? Well, isn't that part of the job? Hallelujah, get it out. You say, I don't believe in that stuff. Well, you want to travel with me for a month? Okay, uh, we'll find one somewhere. Hallelujah. It's fun. Hallelujah. All right, fear is defined as an emotion. How many believe that? And it's characterized by alarm, anxiety, and tension, often caused by an expectation of danger or pain. See, fear is expecting danger, expecting pain. Come on. You know what that becomes? A defeated spirit. Come on. There was a time in my life when I was a young man of the Lord, and I was just, I was messed up. I, I don't know what was wrong with me. I was, I had a full-time job. I was making good money. I was working in a ministry, a miracle ministry. I, was, I felt blessed. But I just had this ugh, all over me and fear and intimidation and all this stuff. And the prophet called me out and he ministered to me. And he said, uh, he said, do you feel like you got a defeated spirit? Like you're defeated before you even get started? And I did. I was like, yeah, that's exactly the way I feel. And it was just like all this emotion just began to burst out of him. And he goes, he just began to tell me, he said, God's telling you right now. He says, that's just a spirit of fear. And I break that off of you right now. And it just broke. It was just like somebody just broke that thing. Cracked the nut right on me. Hallelujah. I mean, it was just, it was done right then. And I'm telling you, that spirit will come on you. And you don't even know it's coming. That spirit, I believe, even transfers Come on. How many have been around somebody who's all dead and crabby and all of a sudden now you're dead and crabby too? <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. I just saw a title of a, title of a book recently. It said, From Crabby to Happy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Really? Hallelujah. Praise God. We, I mean, I'm telling you, there's so many of us as a body of Christ that we have gone through all this tension. And I want you to know, this that I'm talking about, it's a dread that's birthed through anxiety, uh, uh, tension, and whether it's real or imagined. Come on, whether it's in the natural or just in your imaginary, it's, uh, it just becomes so real to you. Come on. Hallelujah. I mean, we just get all intimidated. Oh, my. Hallelujah. How many have ever gotten to the place to where you almost shake by opening up your power bill? Come on. Hallelujah. That thing's awful. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. When you pump your gas, you just try not to look. Because it just goes up real quick. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, no matter what, that spirit waits to jump on you, to intimidate you if you're going somewhere. So if, you've, if anyone's saying, yeah, this is kind of hitting home tonight, this is kind of messing with me, then you must be doing something right. Somebody told me once, they go, well, the devil's in the bars. That's wrong. You know, the, the, the things that the devil likes is in the bars. But the devil doesn't have to go there to tempt them to drink. They're already drinking. Come on. The devil's trying to stop the church because the church is the ones going forward. The churches are the ones messing up his day. If the church gets fired up and gets on fire and starts doing something for God and starts bringing in the harvest, that's going to begin to mess up the devil's day. So if he can stop you before you even get started, he's going to have a good day. Come on. Hallelujah. Let's talk about three things. I want, I want to talk about uh, three things that accompanies Goliath. One thing people don't realize sometimes is Goliath had brothers in, in the Bible. And so I begin to study out what those brothers meant, too. I, I, I don't believe he, if, if Goliath is the big dog, what about the ones behind the big dog? Because I don't know about you, but whenever I've cast out devils in the past, sometimes you might have one big one, but you've got a whole lot of little ones. I don't want to mess with just a big one. I want to get them all out. Why? Because those little ones can become big ones later. Come on. Hallelujah. One time, I go ahead and somebody, somebody ain't really believing what I'm talking about, so I'm going to ahead and tell you a story anyway about casting out devils. One time, I was casting out the devil of this woman, and uh, I'd ca I was casting it out, and I was in the midst of a team, and we was casting out the devil, and this she growled and growled and, and screamed at me and all kinds of stuff, you know. They don't like you. They let you know that. Hallelujah. They call you names and all kinds of stuff. And they're very strong. It doesn't matter if they're a 90-pound woman. They'll throw you around. Come on. They will. If you don't really know your place in God, they can take you out. So anyway, we're dealing with this. And all of a sudden, I remember there was a certain demon that I, that I got to the surface, but I just couldn't get it out. Just couldn't get it out. I mean, it would just lie dormant like it was out. That's one thing. The devil is a phony. So, so it would lie dormant like, I'm already free, so just go away. And it wasn't. It, I just knew it was still there. And I remembered the name of it. And I don't want to say the name, but I remember the name of it. And I just remembered. And anyway, so I went around about years later, and uh, I came across this woman again. Never saw her for all those years. And I saw her again. And I remember uh, in the service I was remembering even though she seemed okay, she seemed like she was cleaned up, and she seemed like she was halfway normal. Come on. Hallelujah. So I, I, I wasn't holding anything against her, but I was still remembering. Hallelujah. This is the same woman that almost ripped me apart. Hallelujah. This is the same woman that climbed upside down. One, She went up one dot and went down the other, climbing on me. Now, it, I mean, climbing. Hallelujah. It was like a monkey. Hallelujah. I mean, it was very strange. But I rem was remembering those things, and all of a sudden, I remembered the demon that I never got out. She was looking all happy and sweet and normal, and she's a little bitty girl. And she, all of a sudden, I went over to her, and I looked into her eyes. And it's almost like they changed to black. Just like somebody flipped them. 
And I said that name. And I said, go. She pretty much jumped from one row to the next, landed on her back, screamed, flipped out everybody because it was in a religious church. And uh, come on. Hallelujah. It was my first time and last time there. But anyway, so she lands in the midst of the crowd, and the crowd had spread out. I mean, the chairs and everything was gone. She, they're like, and she did all that screaming and hollering for a second and just went, yeah, and it just was done. And I just went on. I said, well, praise God. That was a demon. I began to say that's part of the kingdom of God manifest right here on the earth. And I just began to preach the word of God and began to preach some things. All of a sudden, she got up. She goes, well, thank you. <laughs> right in the middle of the service. She goes, I was wondering if you was ever going to get that one. She said, I told my pastor. My pastor said it didn't exist. I said, well, I don't know about you. Anybody here say that exists? Hallelujah. I mean, it was like. <laughs> you could not deny. Nobody wants to act like that if it wasn't real. Some people couldn't do the things they do if it wasn't something demonic. Hallelujah. I knew you'd like that story. Calm down so I could preach. Okay. So the three additional spirits that stood behind Goliath, I believe, work in unison with Goliath. So all these, I believe, are connected to a spirit of fear. How many know a lot of times a spirit will kind of connect with another spirit it's almost like a domino effect. One connected to the arm bone, hip bone connected to the leg bone. Hallelujah. It's kind of like that. Hallelujah. So in the scriptures, we're told that Goliath had four brothers. Now, in this scripture, three spirits accompanied the spirit of Goliath, and the fourth uh, was standing off now on the side and had not been released into its purpose. So that's why I'm talking about three. Hallelujah. So I want to talk about the three. Now I, have, now, I have spent a lot of time in this. I would encourage you to study it out. Hallelujah. And uh, if you have, there's software out there that is free, even eSword and different things like that that's free. You can download on the Internet. And it, you can actually have a King James Bible and have the, the concordance right next to it. So you can click on the concordance as you're reading the Bible to tell you what the words mean. And you can find out a whole lot of information real quick. Anybody can use that software. It's very, it's easy and it's free. I don't know about you, but America likes free. So there you go. Hallelujah. It's just called eSword. Hallelujah. Uh, okay. We'll go into that. Okay. Uh, the first companion standing with Goliath was insanity and mental instability. And, and there's some ways that we can get into that, and, and, but we'll, we're going to touch base on that as we go. Now, understand, this is connected to fear. You know, a lot of people that might have things like bipolar and different things like that, sometimes it's a demon. It's a spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. They might take medication their whole life, and then one, boom, break that spirit off. They, they're set free. Hallelujah. I've had people come that have had... Uh, illnesses and, and different things, and they've both totally been set free. Hallelujah. Totally been set free. See, that's the problem is a lot of times when we get those things put on us, it's a lifetime. How many know that if they say you're bipolar, that's, that's a lifetime curse they try to put on you? Come on. But I want you to know, Jesus' stripes paid for that too. Come on. Hallelujah. And I, I received that. Hallelujah. No matter who needs it. So, the desire of the adversary is to create such fear in the hearts of people that he would actually cause an impairment 
in our thinking and even paving the way of varied forms of insanity to where how many have even had people hear voices and start even speaking out things? Come on. It becomes insanity. Hallelujah. Praise God. And, and I've, been a, I've, I've ministered to even homeless and people on the streets, and, and sometimes they're talking a mile a minute, and nobody's there. Hallelujah. You don't know how, how big a crowd you're ministering to, even if it's one. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Come on. I mean, they're talking up a storm, and they're by themselves. Hallelujah. It's kind of hard to decipher. Who am I talking to? Hallelujah. What's your name? Hallelujah. And uh, so what I'm saying is, is it, it, it can be a spirit realm, and I believe all of it is connected to a spirit. Come on. Hallelujah. Why? Because God, Jesus healed all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. And I believe we can do that too. You know how awesome that would be to go into a mental hospital and clean it from one inside out? Come on, wouldn't that be awesome? They say, well, we can't hardly budget it. We can't do this. Well, send the church into it. See what happens. But understand, you've got to be ready. Come on, I've told stories about that, too, where, where minister friends of mine and different things went after demons that weren't ready and pretty much had experienced something like the Bible did. Come on. Remember, the, sometimes you might run around naked. Come on. Hallelujah, because the enemy took your, you know, went after you. Come on. Happened in the Bible. It can happen today. And I believe that I've seen a lot of ministers. They think they're, oh, I, I can do it. I can cast out the devil. I'm a man of God. And then find out they're not as ready as they thought. you got to know who you are in God. Come on. And uh, there's even people that has gone to Israel. And Israel is, is a place that I believe we all should go. I've not been myself, but we all should go. And I believe it's a place where God... God does a lot of things and is going to do great things. Come on, God. It's a chosen place by God. And, uh, but at the same time, there's a lot of demonic there. Come on. And there's some ministers and missionaries I know. They've gone there, and they just think they can pray for anybody. Come on. And they've had people that actually pretty much act like snakes there and, you know, turn into all kinds of demonic weird things. Hallelujah. And has scared them straight. Come on. Sometimes you got to know that you're ready. Hallelujah. A woman that I, I, I know that was in our church recently, uh, she had told me, she said she went to Israel the first time and never been before. And uh, You know, this woman looked like she needed some help. You know, she just looked like she needed some help. She looked like she was having a hard time walking. Well, the leader she was with could see in the realm of the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. How many know sometimes you don't see what others see? And uh, she looked like she needed help, and so she's getting ready to go over there and help her. And her, her leader goes, stop, where are you going? She goes, she, she needs a hand. She goes, no, she's a twisted serpent. She's walking like an elderly needing help, but she's a twisted serpent. She's going to manifest. She said, let's sit and watch as an education. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Let's sit and watch. Come on. This woman just looks like she's just elderly having a hard time. Now, I'm not saying everybody that does that is a snake. But next thing she knows, she starts slithering her tongue and starts doing the weird stuff. Come on. There's a lot of demonic around there. Why do you think? Because God's chosen that place. So anywhere God's chosen, there's going to be a higher realm of demonic as well because the demonic doesn't want God to be taken over. I just thought I'd put that in there as a bonus. 
the desire of the adversary to create such fear in the hearts of people. I'm telling you, that is just, that's his desire. And insanity is birthed from a root of fear. Come on. And a lot of times, even childhood, fear of what's going to happen, abusive parents, fear of getting abused or fear of child molestation or whatever. And I could say that because even children need to hear that's a reality. Come on. And I'm telling you, and that can get a fear in you as a little child and turn into a demonic uh, uh, illness. Come on. And, and the pills, many times, are just to subside that part of your memory, that part of your brain, that part of this. And it's not to actually take care of you. Come on. I've got family members. If they're off their medication for three days, look out. Come on. I mean, they're fine as long as they keep the pills. But they miss three doses. I remember one time my mom, and there's nothing wrong with saying this because she knows it's real. She's a testimony. Thank you, Jesus. But she was going through some things, and, and uh, so she left one doctor to go to the next doctor. Well, this doctor didn't give her the right prescriptions because he was a new doctor. And the old doctor, come on, so it kind of got messed up. And one was for, for emotions, and so she, the withdrawals made it worse than anything else. She started getting messed up, and things started happening. And I'm telling you, it can happen within a moment. Hallelujah. But now... Here she is, 70 years old, and she's doing better than ever. Come on. Peace of mind. Almost too peaceful sometimes. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. It's a form of delirium. Come on. And it's, it's distinguished through words and actions that we would normally cons not even consider. Things that we wouldn't even consider cause this delirium, things that come upon us. Even the body of Christ sometimes, and this is a spirit that's connected to it, is to make you think that people are saying things that they're not saying. How many have ever gotten a little messed up on what someone really was saying? I mean, they say one thing to you and you receive a whole another way. Because it goes right to that root, that problem that you have. Come on, pastor didn't say that. Or they said that because of me. That's what people think. They think everything that a pastor preaches from the pulpit is we're directing it at you. You ever think the Holy Spirit's directing it at you? Come on. I had a woman one time, she left the church. You know why? Because she said every sermon I preached was just for her. It's like, no, it wasn't. Hallelujah. She goes, well, when you told that story, it was about me. I go, no, that was about somebody else. When you told that story, it was about me. It's like, no, that was about somebody else. Hallelujah. Come on. She's like, well, there was something about me. Well, now that she's left, I'm telling the stories about her. See? Hallelujah. Okay. That's <laughs> Praise God. You can do that when you're not mentioning their name, right? Nobody here knows who it is. Well, well, maybe one person might think about it. Hallelujah. Okay. Here's another thing. A lack of sound judgment. Come on. That we are ordinarily shunned and not even given a consideration. That's a thing that happens a lot of times. We get this. We feel like that we're not getting the right recognition. People aren't looking at us or responding to us like everybody else. Why are they getting favored? This jealousy rises up. It's connected to the fear. Come on. And for instance, statistics have proven in recent days more people are turning to drugs and alcohol 
even prescribed drugs. Multitudes of people filling the churches across America. I'm talking about these are the people being drawn to drugs, alcohol, and prescription drugs. People in the church. This is a real survey that was done in the church. Come on. One of my chapters in Overcoming Obstacles is for drugs and alcohol. Why do you think? The church needs to overcome an obstacle. You know, some people think, well, I, it's okay to drink a glass of wine. Well, if you believe that, that's okay, but guess what? I'm a, if I drink a glass, I'm going to drink a bottle. Hallelujah. So I just can't drink a glass either. Some people say, well, it, it's good. It's like a medicine. One glass, praise God, if that works for you, that's up to you. I don't believe that's right, but you can do it if that's what you believe. But if it makes you five glasses or a 12-pack, come on. Hallelujah. Your body's a temple. you got to keep it holy. We need to be excited. People say, well, Jesus turned water into wine and had a party. Boy, that's a real misinterpretation. Come on. We, a lot of us, how many have ever heard that? Jesus turned water into wine and had a big old party so we could party down. And why are we any different than the world? Man, you got quiet. <laughs> Praise God. Here's another thing. Praise God. And I got this statistic from the state of Illinois. It's a taverns and drug houses are more popular than ever. Come on. Hallelujah. Taverns and drug houses. Economy's doing so bad, why are the taverns full? Come on. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but, you know, if alcohol cost as much as it back did, did back day when I tried to sip and drink, hallelujah, it must be really expensive now. Come on. Now, this is just the beginning of a lot of things that's going downhill. Because it's all foundational from this spirit of fear. Let's drown our sorrows in a bottle of alcohol. Isn't that what the church does? Hallelujah. Sometimes we, we're drowning our sorrows somewhere. I'm not saying we're drinking and getting drunk and all that. I'm saying there's a lot of people that are drowning something in somewhere. People get addicted to painkillers and different things like that. Come on. Hallelujah. That's easy to do. Praise God. You know, you can actually get so, I need to say this for some reason. You can get so addicted to painkillers that the actual psychosis will kick in and cause you to think that the painkiller, the pill, is actually the pain. So when you take the pill, it will cause the pain even if you get healed of the pain, you still don't know it because you're taking the pill. So it's almost like they've got to put you through drug rehab just to get you to come out of it. I've known people have to go through Vicodin withdrawals. Come on, morphine withdrawals. I remember I had surgeries. Some of you know that. Many, many surgeries on my body, and they sent me home. They unplugged the IV from the morphine and sent me home. You're supposed to wean them off. Three days, I went through some visions, not from heaven. 
Come on. <laughs> Sweats and rolling on the floor, having manifestations for days. Three days I experienced some kind of a psychosis, I guess. Why? Because of withdrawals. Now, this is a prescription. This is something a doctor gave me. But there's a lot of people that don't realize the side effects and things. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. If, how many believe you sometimes you do have to take a pill? Sometimes you do. Come on. Doctors are, are good. They've, they've figured out some things. I mean, some of them ha have done a good job. Now, there's some who need some help, but there's some who have done really good. Now, what's the problem with pills? Side effects. God gave me a revelation many years ago. When you take your pill, break off the side effects in Jesus' name. Come on. I command only what this pill is made for in it to go through my body and to do that which it's supposed to do. And I break all side effects. And if you even have a pamphlet, sometimes you need to go through it. I command all those night sweats, the you know, diarrhea. You know, <laughs> come on. There's all kinds of things. Sometimes I'm in the upset stomach. There's times I've took pills for infection and I feel sicker than I did when I took the pill. Come on. I remember one time they told me, they said, they, they gave me, they forgot to put a warning label on my pills. It was antibiotics, certain antibiotic you're not supposed to drink milk with. Well, I had an ice cream cone with, with my pill, type of turn, same, same time. Well, what it does is it attacks your liver or kidneys or something. And I went through some horrible things. Finally, we find out through the pharmacy it was a side effect. Isn't that lovely? Don't you love it? Come on. We're taking some side roads tonight, but you needed to hear it. Now, there are many, including unhealthy relationships, financial uh, irresponsibilities, and express, uh, excessive pursuit of entertainment. Listen to me and squandering of precious time that we need to redeem for his kingdom. So many of us have all this consuming things where we're having this, just a, we're not stable financially. We're going after entertainment. We've got to be entertained all the time. Sometimes we act like children. Come on. We've got to play the game. We gotta watch TV. We gotta play the game. We gotta watch TV. We gotta go outside and play. We gotta do this. Sometimes we, as a church, we start getting where we have to be entertained too. We get consumed. Hallelujah. We need to get this new. We need to get this new. Come on. There was a time in my life, computers. It was. I mean, I always had to upgrade. Come on. If windows were coming out, I had to be the first one to get it. It's coming out. Another windows. It's ignorant. You have to upgrade $100 plus every year. Come on. So I, I, I was consumed by it. Why? Because it was a spirit. Sometimes you don't realize that sometimes if something takes you away from precious time with the Lord, then it's something that needs to be removed out of you. It's an addiction. That's in that book too. Hallelujah. Addictions. Sometimes we get on the Internet and we can't get off. Come on. Hallelujah. Now, I, I, through the ministry and different things, I've got the Facebook and all that stuff. But understand, I can't get consumed by that stuff. Hallelujah. So many people want to chat and do all that stuff. But we've got to understand, we've got to limit it if we're not having quality time with the Lord. Come on. I'm just, that's, that was a bonus, so just receive it too. The second spirit accompanied Goliath, I want to get through all these real quick, was a, a fear of sickness and infirmity. Come on. 
And in this plan of, the, of the, our adversary is to create such an insecurity and anxiety of sickness and disease that we are not to pursue divine destiny. We just get to the place where we're more consumed. Well, I'm going to be sick, so I don't have no reason to go to the countries. I don't have any reason to go to the nations. I got bad knees, so I can't go to the nations. I can't walk. I got this. You know, guess what? I got a healer. That's a spirit of fear. It's all consumed by a spirit of fear. Come on. Now, we have, a, uh, even in this time, uh, the, the final adversary I want to get into, I'm just jumping ahead in this one, is uh, standing with Goliath is a fear of financial failure. Come on. Hallelujah. Praise God. Isn't it, isn't it funny? Sometimes we'll save and we'll put money aside for 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 our last days and everything and it just it just seems like it's like evaporation it's like hmm that was a lot of money at one time come on i was working a secular job for many years and even though i'm not that old i had a retirement fund well that money is gone hallelujah it went into a house that i lost Praise God. Hallelujah. But, I mean, it's just the way it works. Hallelujah. It's gone. But, you know, at the same time, I'm not to fear because I got a good retirement plan. Come on. It might not have a whole lot of 401K potential. I cannot go get a loan based on my inheritance in heaven. But I know that I do have an account set up with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And he has enough and more than enough to fulfill everything that I need to fulfill in my life. So I'm telling you, but the fear of financial failure is a, is a horrible monster. People get consumed to where they've got to get credit card after credit card after credit card. All kinds of junk comes with it. Why? Because it's a spirit. I preached one time, and I, I, I preached, used to preach financial seminars and prophetic seminars and all these different seminars. But in a financial seminar one time, God gave me a revelation. He said, there's people that are bound with a spirit of fear where finances are concerned. Either you have a fear of where am I going to get money, where's the money going to come from, where's my next paycheck, or you have a fear of you're going to lose the money you have. Come on. You got a lot of billionaires and millionaires right now. They have more security in their money than anybody. Why? Because they're terrified about losing it. Come on. It's just money. Come on. Hallelujah. Somebody said once ago, money doesn't buy happiness. But somebody else said, but it helps. Come on. It does help when you don't have to worry about it. Come on. I'm just saying this because I want you to understand is this spirit of fear, the economic analysis, I want to go ahead and put this out there because God spoke something to me. I want to put it right out here tonight. Now, has open acknowledged, America has open acknowledged the downfall is primarily motivated because of fear. They've said that. All that's going on right now, they have related it at times of a, of a fear. 
But I want you to know that a lot of it that's come forth from the media, a lot of that's come forth from politics, a lot that's come forth in everything is a misconception by the general public. Come on. Here's what God said. The instability has also been facilitated by overemphasizing by a spirit of fear. God says Social Security is going to last much longer. Don't fear. Come on. Hallelujah. Business leaders are going to have more money. The secular media are doing a lot of lying or saying what they're told to say. There's one media, one Fox News, has tried to say a lot of things that are factual and true. And you know they have had threats to have their license pulled for that. Come on. But you know, I'm incorporated in a way that I don't have to worry about what I say. I, had, I made sure I did that this round. Last time I couldn't do it. So now I can. Hallelujah. I knew what to do this time. Praise God. I'm still nonprofit. Uh, but understand, it's time for us to understand God is wanting to break open some things. Now, understand, uh, in the reality, God said the economy is sound. You say, well, it doesn't look like it because of this. Most of it doesn't look like it because of the media. You know, the gas prices wouldn't be what they were if it wasn't for the spirit of fear. Come on. God's already given a prophetic word, promise. I call it promise. When God gives me a prophetic word, it's a promise. And he said gas prices are going to plummet. I received that word. And I'm confessing that word. When I put that $3.46 gallon in my tank tonight, and it only gave me a quarter of a tank, I confessed, God said, gas prices are going to plummet, and I receive it. Now, it really bugs me sometimes church people show up, and they go, well, gas is going up again. It's like, shut up. <laughs> Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Don't listen to the media and repeat it. We've got to clean out our mouths. Come on, we do. I knew you'd like it. That's a chapter in that book, too. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God's getting all my sermons tonight. Hallelujah. Now, I understand, in that question I just said, or just re released about the heart of the economy is sound, I ask God, not media, not a politician. Come on. I'm not going to phone the president and say, hey, how's our country doing? Hallelujah. I'm not going to phone the governor. I'm not telling nobody. I'm not going to ask nobody. I'm just asking God. Guess what? Because it's in his hand. Because of him, all things consist. He upholds all things in his hand. I receive what he says. Come on. He's not a man that he would lie. <laughs> okay, let's go ahead and we got to do this. We got to do this next part at least. I probably ain't going to get through it all tonight. I knew you'd all be devastated, but don't, don't be. Hallelujah. It'll be in the book that's coming out next. Hallelujah. Okay. Uh, exposing the enemy's plan. Because how many know if the spirit of fear is connected with all these spirits, what's the plan? It's not just to stop us a little bit, but we want to know some. The best thing in knowing the enemy is to know his plan, to know his strategy. Come on. So when given the opportunity to, of, the, of the prevailing spirit of fear, will give place to one or all three companions that travel with it. These spirits are the ones attempting to defile the camp. 
of righteous and hinder the church from entering into a place of anointing and fruitfulness. Come on. Hallelujah. We can't add on and, and, and put a team together and do this because it's going to cost money. Hallelujah. You know what? God's already told me. He said, he said I want, in the midst of this, even this kind of crowd, he said, within the matter of months, you're going to start a supernatural school of ministry. It's not going to be a school of curriculum, but it's going to be a school of the supernatural training, traveling, doing some things, being imparted into, having special classes and special sessions, impartation, and being trained in the Word of God, more of the Elijah, Elisha anointing. And it's going to be people that can start any time. They can just come in and start any time. They're not going to have to uh, be with me the whole time. And then after they sit under me for a year of time, you know, God may lead me to ordain them or license them or have them minister for long periods of time. But that's what God's told me to do. Hallelujah. And in, my, in the flesh, in the natural, I could have a fear. Well, my goodness, that could cost thousands of dollars. That could cost all kinds of money. I got books to put out and all this stuff. But understand, if he gives me the vision, see, this is a word some of you need to receive. If God gives me the vision, he's going to give me the provision. Come on, that's a revelation. He always gives the, vi the provision for the vision. So many people I prophesy, you're going to the nations. They're like, how am I going to afford that? <laughs> how many know? God takes care. Hallelujah. I don't know how he does it sometimes. I remember one gal one time I prophesied to her. She came to a service, and all night long she just looked grump. She was mm, all sad. Looked like a big old sad sack. I don't know. I mean, one of those that just been wadded up, put under the counter for years. But she just looked like she, somebody took her puppy. I mean, she was a mess. And I'm telling you, she was in the service the whole time just. All of a sudden, God said, tell her the trip she's going on, the money's going to be there. Just get packed tonight and go. I was like, that's a big word. I didn't even ask when she was supposed to go. So I prophesied that. She just got up and went, woohoo, and just took off. <laughs> I was like, I'll find out about that later. She gets to Israel within two days. She, she emails me. Says she got up, she ran home. She hadn't been home, she came to the revival. She ran home, the meeting. She ran home, and here's what happened. She got her mail, opened it up. The check she needed to go to the net, she'd already canceled the trip. She'd already canceled her ticket. And the check had an explanation, and it said, we were told early to bless you, and since we didn't, we added enough to cover it, even if you have to pay full price today. And it was more, trust me. A lot more than enough. It was like five, $6,000 for a two-week trip. She was loaded for two weeks. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, it was in the mail after she got up and ran home, and she left as soon as the banks opened because it was a cashier's check. They didn't even question it. Come on. It was like, what in the world? God said, tell her. Now, understand, listen to me. She was supposed to stay at a friend's house that night. If she had, the, the, the trip people would have left. 
and the check would have been at home, and she'd have been at the friend's house for the whole week. So God told her to go home pretty much because she had a pack, and she just took the word, yeah. Come on, sometimes God will blow you away, but the spirit of fear will tear you up. I'm telling you, God can turn anything within a moment of time, and I'm telling some of these stories to not to stir you up a little bit of excitement. We're about done. Clear comprehension of the schemes of the enemy. will bring us to a better place of prayer and proclamation of what God's doing and what God can do in your life. But how many know we got to come into freedom? When Israel heard Goliath, they trembled. That's what the Bible says. They trembled. They saw him and they fled. You know, a lot of us as a church, that's what we're doing without doing it. Come on. Hallelujah. The analogy is given to portray our adversary's plan and purpose. It is in the, it is the grace of God to allow us to understand these things so that we can take our position through faith and prayer to overcome. We are called to be overcomers. How many believe that? Come on. Let's go ahead and read one last scripture, Romans chapter 8. Hallelujah. We still got like five more chapter, or pages, chapters, pages. Hallelujah. But we're just going to stop short. Hallelujah. We're doing exactly what God said to do, though. Hallelujah. Romans 8, 15. And I believe we're just going to read verse 17 as well. Hallelujah. I believe that's the way I put it down. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 15 and 17. Uh, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. See, I got to tell you something. God is wanting to bring his church to a place of greater glory. And it's only when we walk on the enemy that we're going to come into that. Instead of the enemy walking on us, we're going to walk on him. There's nothing our God can't do. There is nothing our God can't do. He is our deliverer. He can set you free within an instant. He can bring the check in the mail when you need it. He could cause supernatural increase. He could cause family to find you. Come on. It's over and over and over again. We get testimonies of people who just said, I don't know how, but somebody just, get, they found me and they gave me a check. Come on, over and over and over again, they get paid or get, you know, property given to them or some kind of thing has happened in the supernatural. Why? Because God is in control. When you break off the spirits that hinder you, you come into a land of release. Come on. When you don't fear your own sickness anymore, you're not as sick. Come on. Hallelujah. You say, well, and I still feel, I still, I still have the aches and the twitches and the, the devil's a liar. Come on. I don't receive it. I stand on the word of God. 
God's not a man that he would lie. I'm standing in faith, believing that he's going to set me free. Hallelujah. Whether it's a spirit of arthritis. Come on. Somebody said we're supposed to be healed of that tonight. Receive it. But God is speaking things like that. Why? Because we need to come into freedom. We don't have to receive the judgment of the enemy. We don't have to receive the judgment of the, uh, of the devil. We are a king's kid. Joint heirs with the Lord. Come on. We are to have everything Jesus had. Everything. But yet a lot of us aren't responding that way, and I guarantee you it's because of the spirits. But tonight, it's almost like I saw by the Spirit of God, like a hand of the Lord just going like that to release the spirit of fear off of us as a body of Christ. Come on. I mean... We can get so consumed about money within a moment, get so consumed about just an illness. I've known people, they get a big zit and they think it's a tumor. <laughs> I mean, really. I mean, it's like it's a growth. I know it's cancer. No, it's acne. And it's just going to get big before it gets better. But I'm telling you, it just happens. Hallelujah. Come on. In the Mr. Revival, I was pressing in and everything else, and all of a sudden, my armpit on my right side just started, man, it just started hurting. I mean, I got to the point I didn't even want to let my arm down. And I preached night after night after night, and back then, I, I had a lot of security around me, and I had some death threats. Some of you don't know about that. So I, I wore a bulletproof vest. That didn't help that. Hallelujah. I mean, it just irritated it even more. And one night I was taking it off, and when I did, it was like all I could do to even lift my arm. And I felt underneath, and there was a lump about that big. Now, understand, that's not a good thing. Hallelujah. The first thing, what does the enemy do? First thing, he starts to tell you, see, you're in the midst of revival. It's all going down now. I got cancer on you. You're going to die. It's over. And right at the top of it was a big old mole, and it was mad. When I say mad, that thing looked like it had a head on it, on, on top of a head. Hallelujah. I mean, it, I mean, it was like an underground growth with this big old nasty-looking mole. And I'd been, I just went to the doctor one time, and they, they, they scheduled me to check it out and everything. You know, and they believed it was cancer. Let me go ahead and say that. They believed it was cancer, but they were going to have to, you know, do a certain way to do it. They just couldn't stick a noodle in it and expose it or it would spread. So they wanted to do it a certain way to get it out, to get a piece of it out. So during that time, I remember, I just kept believing God, and God gave me a word, said it was going to fall off. Said it was going to turn black and fall off. That thing was swelled. I mean, the mole itself was swelled. I mean, it was at least that wide. I mean, it looked like a big old swelled thing. And all of a sudden, it's like it deflated one night and every day I'm like come on hallelujah we would too hallelujah <laughs> praise God and so I mean I'm checking it every day every day I'm like this and all of a sudden it turned black now remember God said it's going to turn black and then fall off that's what his exact words he said so when it turned black I started getting happy come on now remember I'm scheduled to get this thing checked well, 
Let me go shorten the story up real quick. One morning, I remember I went like this. There was nothing there. I went to feel the big part underneath. It was gone, too. Guess what? You can't stick a needle or knife or anything in anything if it ain't there anymore. But I know it was something. And I know it was mad, but it's gone. Now, in this past six months, it was about three days it started to hurt. Three days in this past six months. I just said, devil, you're a liar. I've already <laughs> been healed of that. You know, I could just see the little nub that was left looking at me all mean. <laughs> I was like, you ain't doing nothing. Hallelujah. I I'm healed. And within a day, it after that, it was gone. The pain left again. And now it's it's not even flared up again. Now understand, it, there's a spot, just a dot. There's like a dot there. But if Welcome to the end of this informative podcast. We hope you found it enjoyable and enlightening. With over 100 books under his belt, Bill Vincent is a true master of the written word. His works are a treasure trove of knowledge and inspiration, available at all major bookstores and online platforms. So, don't miss out on the opportunity to expand your mind and be entertained. Pick up a book by Bill Vincent today.